Welcome to a season-ending wrap-up on the Varsity Podcast. Justin Barney along with Sponge Franklin. And thank you for slogging through a entire fall football season with us. And uh, we're putting a bow on this season, and we'll see you again next year. But we can't wrap up the year without unveiling our final, kind of our, our best players in the area for the fall um, football season and uh, we're going to break this down. We picked 11 on each side, offense and defense. And uh, we're going to go through those guys right now. Sponge has got his selections. I've got my selections. And uh, we're going to expand on that uh, the week after Christmas with our All News for Jacks high school football, uh, All News for Jacks team, and also our fall sports teams. But, Sponge, what are your 11 guys? We, like, we've determined to break it down by our uh, best 11 on both sides of the ball. So it's going to look a little different uh, than our all news for Jacks teams. But why don't you lead us off with uh, with your best offensive guys? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, it's kind of a, a mixed bag how we did it. Like you said, it's not like your traditional two quarterbacks, two running backs, two three receivers, all offensive linemen. We kind of just said who would our 11 best players kind of be from, from the area and Obviously, leading it off with uh, our quarterbacks, I, I had to go with my boy Stokes, who kind of just tore it up this year. He had a great season for Nice, threw for uh, 2,600 yards, had 22 touchdowns, 500 yards on the ground, six touchdowns. So he kind of he was a Mister Do It All for them. They kind of that offense kind of just went with. Uh, he was the machine, and he he got it going. So he definitely was, uh, I think, the top quarterback in the area. And then uh, my number two quarterback was. Uh, the guy who led the team to a state championship. I know it necessarily wasn't on his arm. It was more so on the, the running game, but I thought Colin Hurley had a great year when you actually look at statistic-wise what he was able to do as a just a ninth grader throwing for 2,100 yards and 24 TDs, kind of being that you know guy who can basically make a play, make a pass play, kind of take the pressure off of that running game. And then you know that running game allowed him to kind of be the quarterback that was able to, you know, move that offense along, keeping them balanced and all that. I thought he had a great year. Obviously, he's going to be a guy that's going to be around for years to come since he's just such a ninth grader. Uh, my three backs are Cade Frew, Christian Ellis, and Trayon Webb. I like the three of those guys. They uh, statistically tore it up, you know, tore it up on the ground, major yards, a lot of touchdowns. Those guys are all three beasts. I love all three of the way those guys run. Obviously, Trayon, you know, you kind of throw him in there like – Stat-wise, he might not have been up there, but how many games did he miss? How many yards would he have gotten if he would have played in all those games? So, you know, I, I think Trayon's definitely obviously a beast and, and one to deal with. Uh, my receivers, uh, K.J. Burke from Reigns, Corey Scott from Episcopal, and Dom Henry, obviously uh, Mr. Uh, State Leader in yards. Obviously, he was catching a lot of balls from uh, Marcus Stokes. So he led the state with 1,590 yards and th- 13 touchdowns, which is – Unreal season that's, for, Marcus, that's, that's, that's for Marcus and Dom. Yeah, for sure. And K.J. was kind of like – he was kind of that jack-of-all-trades guy like we talked about earlier in the year with Reigns. He kind of played running back, played receiver. He had like, you know, over 800 yards on the ground, actually, so you could almost put him in that running back category. But he did have 600 yards receiving, 11 TDs on the year. So uh, Corey Scott, he's a guy kind of – a lot of people might not know about him, but he's uh, he had 800 yards receiving for Episcopal. Smooth route runner, great hands. He's a good ball player. My three offensive linemen, got to give it to Darrell Johnson from Riverside, the Wake Forest uh, commit. Uh, Roderick Kearney from Orange Park, he's a beast. He's a monster. He's got a ton of power five offers. And then uh, rounding out that list is the other uh, major high offer guy, Matt McCoy from Creekside. So those are my 11 offensive players that if I was going to start a team, I definitely would want all those on my team. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so we we overlap on a few of these guys, so – 
I'm going to start off quarterback for my offensive level. We got a little bit of a um, little bit of similarities on this team. Marcus Stokes. I don't. I don't even think there was a question. He was the best quarterback in the area this year. 26-72 passing yards, 22 TDs, rushed for 496 and eight TDs. And the growth that he showed this year was just phenomenal. Took Nice to the regional final after back-to-back one-win seasons for the Panthers. So uh, fantastic. Not only a stat season for him, uh, but just the leadership on that team, driving the Panthers to nine wins. Running backs, you and I very similar on this. Cade Frew, uh, he's been just a man um, at bowls for three years, getting it done. 39-25 career rushing yard, just short of 4,000. So great career for Cade Frew. He had 22 TDs this season, missed a couple games due to cancellations uh, for bowls. So he's my lead running back. Arthur Walker, Fats Walker at Atlantic Coast. And, and what he did this year, 1291 rushing, um, seven yards per carry, 16 touchdowns, and Atlantic Coast really – earned their first playoff spot legitimately this year. After getting in the playoffs last year, everybody got in. So um, to do that this year, great job from Fats Walker in the Stingrays. Um, Trayon Webb, my my other running back, and I know people maybe second-guess that, uh, but with what he did health-wise in the early portion of the season, he just wasn't there. He said he started feeling good in that Riverside game. Um, but really, when you look at what Trayon's production was, I mean, the guy ran for ridiculous yardage in those state playoffs, carried Trinity to a state championship. Without mm-hmm. him healthy, uh, Trinity probably does not make it out of that uh, that state semifinal game against OCP. Uh, so those are my first few guys on the team, my first four. Uh, my fifth guy, Dom Henry at Nice. You mentioned him, 1,590 receiving yards, staggering amount of numbers uh, that he put up as a receiver, 13 touchdowns on 81 catches. Also had a punt return for a touchdown and rushing uh, rushing TD as well. So I think he's unquestionably the top receiver in the area. My three offensive linemen, very similar to yours, Matt McCoy from Creekside, Rod Kearney from Orange Park. He's only a junior and a little bit of very uh, variable with my third one, Cooper Fordham at Bowles. Uh, one with the, probably the biggest piece of a very good offensive line at Bowles. So those are my three offensive linemen. My ninth and tenth guys are athlete guys, and uh, Chris Calhoun, quarterback at Sandalwood, um, wasn't much of a passer, uh, 55% completion percentage, uh, just eight ta- put uh, passing touchdowns, 937 yards, but he was a dynamic runner. Everything Sandalwood did seemed like it was Calhoun out of um, out of the shotgun and, and either a RPO or taken off on his own. 1,365 rushing yards yeah, uh, for yards. Chris Calhoun. He was just such a threat. Uh, even in a down year for Sandalwood, he was the uh, a bright spot. He and Jordan Bean, um, his backfield mate there at Sandalwood, so Chris Calhoun, a good season there. And I put Kareem Burke uh, at the athlete spot just because he was such a dynamic player for Reigns. And when you look at his stats, 1,466 total yards, 11 touchdowns. 861 rushing yards. Traditionally, uh, I guess his position on the field would be running back, but 605 receiving yards. Did a little bit of everything for the Vikings this year. Uh, so he's my uh, athlete. He and, and Chris Calhoun have positions, but I think they're more defined as just those game-changer kind of players. And my 11th guy on the team, I, I differentiate a little bit from you here, uh, Bartram Trails, Liam Padrone, kicker. And I can't remember the last time a kicker hit close to 20 field goals in a season. He was 18 of 24, 
uh, career long of 49 yards, had a game winner to beat Creekside 16-13. to uh, So those are my 11 guys. So Bartram didn't have the best offensive year in, in, in terms of what they've done in the past, uh, and he was a uh, definite bright spot. Eric Weatherly as well, but his numbers weren't nearly as good as they have been in the past. I thought Liam was a pretty a pretty solid spot there for the Bears. Those are my 11. Well, a little bit of differentiation there, Sponge. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts kick, on kicker, those? Kickers are people, too. That's you know, right. you got to give some kickers some love. You know, they, they make uh, big kicks, like you said, game winners. And, you know, you got to count on the kicker. So, you know, give, definitely give him some love. And like you said, it was a little bit of a down year. I, I love Weatherly. Uh, you know, any other time you, you pr- might take Weatherly over a lot of these guys, too. But if you're just talking about, you know, this season, pure stats and all that, you know, Weatherly's a heck of a ball player, so he's great, too. But – yeah, we had a few differences. I do definitely love uh, Fats Walker at running back. He definitely was uh, kind of what carried Atlantic Coast, like and, you know, like you said, into the playoffs for you know, and they had a good season because he was able to get a lot of yards on the ground. Um, our offensive line pretty much is, uh, was the same. I do definitely like Fordham at Bowles, and obviously we talk about Bowles and that offensive line and how pretty much they paved the way for Cade Frew. So. Definitely uh, some studs, and obviously uh, Calhoun was, you know, like you said, he's an athlete. He might run it a little more than he can pass it, but he's definitely the dynamic playmaker on their offense that makes it go, too. So. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these guys were, were pretty much no-brainers. I mean, the Dom Henrys, Marcus Stokes, right. um, Cade Frew, um, you know, Trayon Webb may be a little bit of a question mark because he, he didn't do it. I know people will say, hey, guy only played half a season. Well, he did play in quite a few games. He was He was not at full strength in those games, but, again, the playoffs are, are when you're supposed to be at your peak, and he was certainly that. And, again, Trinity doesn't win its ninth state championship without the services of Trayon Webb. And no knock on Darnell Rogers, but it gave Trinity that one-two punch. And, you know, as Colin Hurley, you, you had him on there. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit in the playoff games with some picks and, and stuff. Again, he, he's only a freshman, young kid. Um, the, the sky is the limit to him. But without Trayon Webb running that ball strong like he did, uh, just a phenomenal season for him. So, I, you know, I think all these guys, uh, and we'll expand on this in, in our All News for Jack teams, coaches have a lot of input on those. So uh, we'll have more than 11 on the offense and defense there when those uh, that runs after Christmas. So, um, And we'll name our players of the year as well. But these are sponginized picks for those top 11. And, and you know, if the guy wasn't mentioned on here, certainly uh, it's not because they're not deserving. We're just picking our top 11. Have a little bit of variety in there too. So, totally. Um, but I thought, I mean, guys like Cade Frew, Marcus Stokes, Dom Henry, uh, Matt McCoy, Rod Kearney, um, you know, K.J. Burke. I mean, those guys, you and I both, we, we didn't compare our list before we came in here. So uh, I think those two guys, I mean, all those guys were pretty much, in our eyes, uh, locks for this and, and saw that the same. So uh, very good offensive guys, I think, for both of those, uh, for both you and I on this uh, on this selection here on our top 11. So. Let's switch gears to the defensive side. I'm going to lead off here with our uh, my top 11 on the varsity defense here. I'll start with the linebacker, Grayson Howard from Jackson. Been a long time since Jackson has had a really a deserving or high-profile football player. And Grayson Howard certainly it. 157 tackles, 14 for loss, three and a half sacks, two picks, forced and recovered a fumble. And if you saw Jackson play this year, you knew he was an absolute wrecking ball and game changer. And really, I think our, our strength this year was on the defensive side of the football. Um, I think it was relatively a, a down year offensively. Um, man, the defense was solid. Yeah, when, so, you see, when you see some of these stats that these guys have, yeah, it's, it's, just, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Just tackles, sacks, picks. Like, definitely, I agree. 
our our defensive guys in the area were pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, defense to me was the really the headliner this year. Uh, my number two guy on here, linebacker Jack Pyburn at Bowles, 109 tackles, 32 for loss, 16 hurries, 14 sacks. And when you look at the Bowles defense, he was that guy that you just had to have an eye on. Uh, just a relentless. If you see Jack, I mean, he is the quintessential linebacker and he looks it he looks that part he is a menace he is relentless and on that football field man he is fun to watch Ben Bogle uh, my number three guy in here at linebacker Nice uh, 202 tackles 33 for loss 19 sacks and when you talk about that the performance of Nice this season we we put a lot on Dom Henry and Marcus Stokes deservedly so but man Ben Bogle all over the field this year for the Panthers. Very good season for him. 202 tackles is just unbelievable. My fourth guy, uh, Deante McCray from Sandalwood. 72 tackles, 12 sacks. If you saw a Sandalwood game, you knew he was a constant disruptor there. Uh, so good season for him for the Saints. Christian Yusfazada for Creekside, defensive lineman. We saw him early in the Bolt City Showcase all over the field. Very good player uh, for Coach uh, Sean McIntyre with the Knights. Number six, Orlando Holland, defensive end, junior at Baker County. 74 tackles, fumble recovery, area high, 27 sacks. Unbelievable. Had eight sacks in Baker County's regional final win over Wakulla. So he is a name to watch for next year. Uh, defensive lineman Hayden Schwartz at Bowles, another guy uh, like Jack Pyburn, who just uh, kind of uh, set the tone for that defense. 57 tackles, 20 for loss, eight sacks. He is going to Minnesota. Uh, Riverside defensive lineman Messiah Wells, 65 tackles, nine sacks, uh, 27 for loss, and a pick. So, man, we've got some good defenders on this team. So that's the front seven guys. Uh, in that back secondary, I've got Jaheim Singletary. Goes without saying, he's mm-hmm. the best, uh, best uh, defensive back we have in the area. Four picks, 28 tackles. Also added four touchdowns offensively. Uh, good season for Slim. Uh, Jamil Jones at Baker County had 10 picks, 39 tackles for the 5A semifinalists. Uh, Baker County, great season for him. A lot of that damage came uh, in the regular season, too. And uh, wrapping it up, my 11th guy, C.J. Dorsey from Parker. Parker, not a not a good offensive team at all. Uh, man, C.J. Dorsey was fun to watch. Yeah. Four, uh, four sacks, nine picks, five touchdowns for Dorsey this year. And a tough, a tough call for me and, and uh, with Dorsey and Dent, but I, uh, Damani Dent, who's going to Michigan and had an exceptional season two, had four picks for the Braves in that secondary. But, man, C.J. Dorsey was a guy you could rely on for offensive production, for punt returns, kick returns, um, and just a fantastic all-around player. So he's my 11th guy there. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we have a lot of uh, similarities here on this side of the ball as well, too. But we've got a few different ones that I, that I added in, a few wrinkles of some guys who I think may – Maybe a little underrated, you know, not getting a lot of love from the big pub. Like you mentioned, Damani Dent, he's a, he's a stud. So it's he's going to Michigan. He's going to be just fine. He's a baller in itself. But I, I broke mine down like uh, we'll go with my front four, my D-line. I've got my boy Aaron Hester from Fletcher. You know, he's going to Florida State. He was a wrecking ball at the defensive end spot, you know, stuffing the run, getting after the quarterback. He's, he's a monster. Uh, got Here's a wrinkle for you. Jordan Hall at a west side. He's been a monster over there for Westside. Talk about a ton of Power Five offers. He's uh, he had uh, Muschamp looking at him from Georgia a couple weeks ago. I think he's going to be a menace. You know, he's because he's only a 23 kid, so he's he's a he's a problem on the D line. Uh, we both had this one, Hayden Schwartz, who's going to Minnesota. You know, we talked about that Bulls defense all year. We talked about how Hayden Schwartz and Pyburn just just were a wrecking crew, getting after the quarterback, stuff in the run, and he's definitely one of the best in in the area for sure. And then my uh, 
My fourth guy on the D-line is, who do I got over here? My defensive end, Orlando Holland, 27 sacks. I mean, what more, what more do you want from a guy who can get, get after the quarterback, put pressure on the quarterback, eight sacks in a game? That's ridiculous. 27 total on the year. That's like, you know. That's, un, that's it's, crazy, I, I, crazy like, numbers. When you say that, it's just it doesn't even register. Like, like 27 in like two seasons, th- three seasons, his career? No, one season, 27 sacks. And eight came in yeah, one game. That's, that's and again, ridiculous. It, that's not that's a, all, that is awesome. That's not a game against an independent yeah, or yeah, yeah, a yeah, small no, school. Well, Cullo's a good program, so. He was, man, like getting after the quarterback. I mean, how many snaps do they have on defense, you know, total to get eight? I mean, he was getting a sack every series, you know. Uh, my defense or my uh, linebacking core, we've got some of the same on that one too. Obviously, uh, my man Grayson Howard, as enough said, he's a major power five offer guy. He's got a ton of offers. He had 100, 150 plus tackles, got after the quarterback, a couple sacks. Like, he, he, could, he could do it all, man. I love the way he plays. I love his game. He's just straight beast. Ben Bogle, like we just said before, he's a tackling machine. Uh, I think he led the state in tackles. Two hundred two. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Two hundred two, ta- and, and he got he had nineteen sacks. So I mean, we talk about you know uh, Orlando Holland having twenty seven. Nineteen is is mm-hmm. no no far cry from you know like a career in a season. So he's a, he's a baller. I love the way Ben Bogle carried that defense. You know, we talk about Stokes and Dom. You know, basically carrying the offense, he definitely was the leader of that D and kind of kept that defense together to where they were able to go on that run that they did. So all three of those guys collectively was a big deal for Nice, and and that's why they were successful because they had players like that. And then my other guy who's kind of an unsung hero is is Trinity's leading tackler. Cade Morrell gets kind of like, you know, people don't really uh, give him love, but, like, if you watch film and you watch him and you ask players around the city or whatever, they'll be like, Dude, 33 from Trinity is a baller. He He's is. all over the field. You know, just uh, tackling machine, like we said about all these other guys. But, he, he, you know, they'll send him on that blitz. He'll get to the quarterback. I mean, he's, he's side to side. He, he's a thumper. Like, I like his game a lot. You know, he doesn't have, you know, any offers or anything like that. But dude is a straight player for the high school game, and, and I love his game. Secondary-wise in that back end, definitely got a lot of the same ones on here. Obviously, Slim, Jaheim Singletary from uh, Riverside. You know, it's it's already said. He, you know, he locks down one side of the field, and it's a wrap. You know, he's he's just a dynamic playmaker, and he can even go on offense and, and score some touchdowns and catch the ball as well. There, uh, with Jamil Jones and and CJ Dorsey, pick city. You know, they got ten and, and nine picks on the year. Uh, both of those guys are great lockdown corners. You know, you can't ask for you know anything more than having having guys who can make plays on balls, whether you're in zone man or whatever. To have nine and ten interceptions on the year is a big deal. Uh, my other, my, I put two safeties on here. This was another guy from Trinity who was kind of an unsung guy, Keaton Thomas. I think if uh, you know if it wasn't for him, and you talk about the OCP game with Webb, it, this guy had a pick in the game and he had a, a big uh, receiving touchdown. So like he, that he had a good playoffs all together. Yeah, he, he really did. He ended the season with seven interceptions. He had you know 40, 50 tackles. He was just a player that they kind of counted on to be in the right place. Um, for that defense, and he kind of was the gel and the leader of that defense with Cade in the middle. So I think he had a great season. He's going to Western Kentucky, I believe. That's where he's going to go, but who knows. But And then the last guy is a 2023 guy. He's kind of a Union County player, Dalen Diston. He's kind of a Ironman football player. He had six picks. He had 750 total yards on offense with 11 touchdowns. So he was a, a – he's basically their main feature guy on offense – you know, catching the ball, running the ball, and then he, he also is, is their leader on defense, making plays in the backfield. So, like, 
those are my 11 on defense and like I think all of them are playmakers, man. Yeah, it's you know it's so funny because we're always you know offense gets the glory and in, in the headlines and you know defense is just to me when I when I look at the eleven on our on our sheets and um, when you talk about the guys consistently making plays, you know we had the Cade Frews on offense, the Dom Henrys, the Marcus Stokes, and those guys, the Fats Walkers, Christian Ellis's, those guys uh, that were producing week to week. But man, defense to me was the storyline this year. I know we had the Trey on Webb playoff run and stuff, but when I think of this season as a whole, I think of Baker County's defense. I think of Bowles' defense, uh, Pyburn and Schwartz. I think of uh, the big plays by Keaton Thomas at Trinity and and Caden Morrell, um, you know, Johnny Goddard fumble return against OCP. I mean, there's so many many defensive guys this year that stand out that it's tough to look at – at uh, a defensive all area team and say, man, am I? I got to move him around. I've got to right. get him off there. And uh, to me, defense was the story of the season this Definitely. year. Definitely, like like we said, I think in you know, obviously, we, stats drive. You know, when you make some of these teams, like you know, big stats will obviously like be the the eye looker. Like, ooh, ten interceptions, twenty seven sacks, that type of thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean that a guy who didn't have big numbers isn't a better player, or vice versa. You know. Like you say, Damani Dent, we didn't even have him on our list here, but like he might be the best player out of all these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, he might go to Michigan and be a, a Big Ten All American, go to the NFL and all that. And, and I think he's a great player, and I think he, I think he's going to translate well. But you know, when you talk about stats, it's just like all oh, of the nine and ten interception guys, and you know, the the two hundred tackles, and you're leading the state, not just Jacksonville nine hundred four area. You're the state leader in tackles. You know, so like. Our guys definitely uh, had big production on the defensive side of the ball for sure. This it, year. You know, to me, it just wasn't that that great of a year offensively. Yeah, yeah you know, we sure. kind of hit on this before. It wasn't, uh, you know, you equate a lot of that recruiting has a, has a big driver in that, uh, but we didn't have that that you know headlining twenty twenty two quarterback who was a four star guy. We right. didn't have the uh, you know the, the Isaiah Ford, the Ahmad Fullwood kind of big time receiver. Um, we didn't have the you know, Derek Henry type running back, um, Seatric Fazian type running. We didn't have those 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 huge offensive headliners, and um, you know I think that you know it maybe not get the notoriety, but I don't think we had that that huge even that depth offensively we didn't have this year. Um, and I think defense, you know, for whatever reason, defense was the. Um, you know, I think we have a, a lot better players on defense. You mentioned Caden Morrell, Keaton Thomas, those guys. Not significant, huge, earth-moving recruits, but I mean, just darn good high school football players. Mm-hmm. Just, just really good high school football players. And you know, Baker County's defense as a whole was just unbelievable. You know, Orlando Holland. Uh, Any time you have the game with eight sacks in the third round of the playoffs, that just to me is is uh, pretty darn impressive. And yeah. kind of shows, I think, collectively. Uh, area-wise, I mean, that was – I mean, Parker had a great defense. Fletcher had a great defense. Um, just really good defensive players in this area this season. I think you saw that um, playoff time. You know, we had good defenses mm-hmm. but not offenses that could move the exactly. ball. Exactly, exactly. No, I think definitely defense was uh, was the star of the show in our area for sure this year. And hopefully, you know, the good part is some of these guys are young and then we get to, you know, see them again next year, the 23 guys. So, uh, like, hopefully uh, – We'll have somebody kind of flourish maybe this offseason that's kind of that we didn't know about for offense to give the, the offensive guys a little push for next year. Yeah, and, you know, not – you mentioned the stats. I mean, you look at Jaheim Singletary, a guy, 28 tackles. Okay, that's average for right. a, a defensive back. Four picks, nice, but that was, you know, far less than uh, C.J. Dorsey, Jameel Jones had. So, you know, but what 
a Jaheim Singletary did is just erase one side of the field for good portions of games. So um, it's really your stats are important. You know they are important, but I I don't think you can um, and you, coaches will tell you the same thing. It you you cannot rely everything you see on max preps or in yeah, a numbers in a newspaper numbers, numbers are doesn't. numbers, but you know like you just like what what does everybody always say? A cornerback that doesn't have a lot of picks is not always a bad thing because that means he's not getting opportunities to get those picks. Mm-hmm. So that means people aren't throwing his way. People aren't throwing that side. So that, like you said, it's erased. So he can't even have the opportunity to make plays because nobody's even trying them. You know, that was kind of like when when uh, Tolliver back in the day. Like, he, he didn't have great stats, but he was locking everything down. You know, Sean, you know, he had a lot of opportunities his year. They just happened to go at him, or, and he just made some some plays, you know. And the thing so, with Sean is he was doing it on both sides it, of the football. It, to, totally. You know, he did, he killed it, you know. But but the, then again, you know, going back to defense, trying to get those picks, you know, sometimes it's right place, right time. You know, you kind of get lucky, you know, playing a certain defense, like a coverage, you know, where you're in a zone and you're able to get some picks. Like, you know, people compare this year right now that Trayvon Diggs is the best DB in the league just because he has 10 picks. And, like, you know, there's probably a lot of other DBs in the league who – might be better than Trayvon Diggs, but he's got the pick, so he's the headliner right now. But, you know, that doesn't mean he's number one just because he has 10 INTs. So, you know, stats stats are a big deal. And like I said, they're an eye-opener, and they you know they make you say, wow. But, you know, it necessarily doesn't tell the whole story. But, you know, it gives you a, a little picture into saying, hey, this guy is making plays. So, like, C.J. Dorsey and those guys, they, they got the 10 interceptions. Now, how they got them, they made the play. Yep, that's know, right. So, so let's, uh, let's go – through our list one more time in case you missed it at the front of the show. Uh, this is my offensive 11. Uh, Marcus Stokes at quarterback, running back Cade Frew of Bowles, uh, Arthur Walker of Atlantic Coast, Trayon Webb at Trinity Christian, uh, receiver Dom Henry at Nice, offensive lineman, got three of them, Matthew McCoy from Creekside, Rod Kearney from Orange Park, Cooper Fordham from Bowles. My number nine and ten guys are athletes, Chris Calhoun, Sandalwood quarterback, Kareem Burke from Reigns, and my 11th guy, Liam Padrone, the kicker at Bartram Trail. Sponge, why don't you take us through your 11? My, my 11 on offense were Marcus Stokes at quarterback, Nice, Colin Hurley from Trinity, Cade Frew, Bowles, Christian Ellis over at Ed White, Trayon at, at, at Trinity, my boy Dom Henry at Nice, K.J. Burke from Reigns, Corey Scott from Episcopal, my 3-0 linemen were Darrell Johnson from Riverside, Roderick Kearney from Orange Park, and Matt McCoy from Creekside. All right, take us through your 11 on defense. My 11 defensive guys were the D linemen, Aaron Hester from Fletcher, uh, Big Jordan Hall from Westside, Hayden Schwartz from Bowles, Orlando Holland from Baker County. My linebackers were Jake Pyburn from Bowles, Ben Bogle from Nice, Grayson Pup Howard from Jackson, Cade Morrell from Trinity, and then my secondary was C.J. Dorsey, Jaheim Singletary from uh, Riverside, Jamil Jones from Baker County, Keaton Thomas from Trinity, and Dalen Diston from uh, Union County. All right, my final 11 linebackers, Grayson Howard from Jackson, uh, Jack Pyburn from Bowles, Ben Bogle from Nice, uh, defensive lineman Deante McCray from Sandalwood, Christian Yusfazada from Creekside, uh, Orlando Holland from Baker County, Hayden Schwartz from Bowles, Messiah Wells from Riverside Corners, Jaheim Singletary from Riverside, Jamil Jones from Baker, and athlete C.J. Dorsey from Parker. So those are my 11, Sponge Franklin's 11, and that gets us to the end of the high school football season. Uh, you can follow our all-news for Jacks team starting the week after Christmas on TV and newsforjacks.com, and that's going to take us to the end of the 
football end of the year. 2021 yeah. is just about over. This is going to be our last varsity podcast of 2021. Sponge, what are you going to remember most about this year? Uh, like you said, defense. Uh, it, what what was sucked was you know we wanted to see some more more teams make a run. Obviously, great that Trinity got the state title and we had at least the one. Um, you know, tough end of the road for bowls. They they had a nice run. You know, I think more so we just uh, wish we had had a few more teams make a little bit deeper run. Um, hopefully, some of the teams that kind of disappointed, like like we said earlier in one of the podcasts a couple of weeks ago, you know. Who needs to trend up? Who's trending down? Like, what do they need to do to correct what they got going on? So, uh, basically, we just need some more teams to make better runs, man. We need to yeah. we need to tighten up here in the 904. South Florida, they they are ruling the roost as usual down there, winning all the state titles. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can uh, contend a little bit better in uh, 2022. But yeah, hopefully, uh, we got some teams that like can step up and, and be uh, be great. Yeah, and you know, nine state titles for Trinity Christian. They wrapped it up with a win over Champagnat Catholic. So congrats to Verlin Dormy. That was a great storyline uh, for the Conquerors there. Our only football team playing for state championship was Trinity Christian. So we'd like to, as you said, like to see that 904 and, and 386, in a sense, be a little bit more represented in Fort Lauderdale and uh, Daytona or Tallahassee or wherever they yeah. play the state championships next year. Um, and I thought our cross-country season's unbelievable. Probably had the best cross-country runner uh, that we've ever seen in Nieces Reinhardt Harrison. Three state championships in a row for him. Uh, excellent career. He's going to Oregon. State swimming championships again. Uh, Ponte Vedra girls, an unbelievable uh fall semester in, in sports, um, state championship in, in cross country and swimming, um, just a bunch of individual swimming champions, bowls as usual, strong on both the boys and girls sides, and just a great fall season all around for our fall sports teams, Ponte Vedra boys, fifth state championship in a row, um, just a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be proud of as a high school sports follower and fan uh, in this area as we wrap up 2021 and we look ahead to 2022. That's it for the podcast. Franklin and I, Justin Barney, signing off for 2021. Thanks for listening.